Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Cal. Welcome. Thank you, Unique. You're welcome. So before we get today's show started, please tell everyone who is Cal. All right. So uh, I am a alternative healthcare practitioner uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, I'm a father. Uh, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm definitely a big motivator, and I treat some of the most challenging neurological cases, whether it's traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, or children with developmental delays. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for showing up in this world as a healer. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So before we actually get into today's topic, I would love to ask you, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful, first of all, that I woke up today, you know, working with uh, patients who have traumatic brain injuries, you know, every day, um, you know, you should be grateful just waking up because some of these people don't even have the opportunity to see, uh, to speak, uh, to even walk. So, you know, I'm very grateful for every aspect of of all that. So my senses, uh, my healthy family, my health in general, Um, I have an amazing team uh, in my practice some incredible business partners that I'm super grateful for. And uh, yeah, I'm just grateful, just one, just to be alive today. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the best blessing, just to even wake up. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Uh, How did you even get into this field of what you do with um, taking care of um, clients with, you know, the conditions that they have? How did you even get here? Yeah, it's kind of a kind of some it's kind of a long story, but um, my uh, my brother when I was a kid, um, he had a medical procedure that left him uh, developing meningitis, and I watched him for six weeks, in and out of ice baths and uh, trying to regulate his fever, and uh, pretty much coming to near death multiple times, mm. and um, whenever the doctor walked into the um, to the room, my mom and dad there, and uh, he told my dad, he said, "Your son's going to be all right." And I watched my parents break down in tears and just hold this doctor, just thanking him. And I just remember kind of standing back and I was like, one day I want to be that person. Um, So from second grade on, um, I had a passion to be a pediatric oncologist. And uh, I mean, literally from second grade, that was the goal. And then uh, when I was an undergrad, I um, I actually participated as a student research assistant in uh, cancer research. And uh, I kind of got exposed to some very interesting things that led me to not want to do that um, because I think that nutrition is not ever addressed. Um, So I um, decided to go into the alternative field. And at the time when I was in school, uh, physical therapists did not have direct access to the general public. Uh, And because of what I wanted to try to do was kind of combine cutting edge stimulation um, or therapy with nutrition um, so that kind of situated into following the progression of being a chiropractor. So I decided to become a chiropractor. And then in chiropractic school, I met some amazing mentors. Uh, one of them is a guy named Dr. Brandon Brock, Dr. Robert Malilo. And these guys started teaching me about the brain. And, uh, you know, it's a little different from being a chiropractor. Where most people think that, you know, you just go get your back adjusted. Whereas these guys were doing some like crazy cutting edge stuff. Um, for example, like photobiomodulation, like red light therapy, mm. um, we were doing cranial nerve stimulation. And so 
um, after finishing school, I decided that I was going to take the, uh, you know, the journey to, to go into private practice, which was um, very interesting. Uh-huh. And so I went into private practice. And then while I was in private practice, I started reading a lot about personal development and manifestation. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's where I tapped into biohacking. So I started doing these crazy early morning routines, writing goals, and really visualizing what my clinic would one day be. And, you know, one of my goals was to actually attract patients from all over the world and to treat some of the most challenging cases. And that's exactly what I do today is that I have 68 countries um, of patients that fly into my practice. And um, yeah, and I treat literally some of the most craziest traumatic brain injury, spinal cord, and even some of these young children with developmental delays that have been all over the world. Mm. And that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today. Wow. It's so beautiful to hear how, you know, a situation from your childhood, a, a traumatic situation from your childhood has, you know, started the trajectory of where you are today. You know, um, one of my podcast guests said a wounded warrior. And I feel like the best healers come from being a wounded warrior, you know, taking your 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 brother's sickness and seeing the, you know, how it affected your family and then taking it and making it into your healing journey to healing others. Um, thank you for such a beautiful story um, behind that. So I'd love to kind of like know, you know, how did a person get to this, um, get to this place? And I see, you know, it looks like you have a red light on you. Is that like red light therapy right now? Are you doing? Yeah. 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 I so stay, you, I stay, so I stay. There's, okay. <laughs> there's a very interesting thing with, um, with light and, you know, I'm very obsessed with light, but, um, you know, I'm just going to give you a basic example of Albert Einstein has this amazing equation E equals MC squared, right? Mm -hmm. So when you break that down into really simplistic terms, you have energy, which is the E equals M, which is mass, but mass is going to be every cell in your entire body times the speed of light C squared. And when you look at us as human beings, um, and when you look at all of our cells in our body, we're being exposed to a lot of blue light. Like right now I have blue light on me. I'm getting exposed to blue light. Yeah. And uh, blue light can be beneficial, but there's the diversity of colors that, you know, we as human beings, you know, we are, our cells have these receptors. And so when you expose yourself to just blue, you only get the benefits of blue light. Uh, which kind of like, you know, increase your cortisol, kind of make you more alert. But then red has these crazy healing properties. So when I do Zoom calls and even my practice, we use a lot, a lot of red light. So, yeah. So basically kind of bad by uh, Albert Einstein's equation equals MC squared. Wow. Uh, so are, so question, are you using like a red light bulb? Or are you using the actual therapy of the red light? Because I, I, I believe I had a podcast on red light therapy and I know he said that there is a difference between the red lights on your Christmas tree and the actual devices of the red light therapy. So are you right now using like a light red light bulb or red light therapy? Correct. I'm using a red light panel. So we actually, that's part okay. of my company as we neuro solution is a, um, it's a laser uh, distribution company. So we distribute red lights, but one of them is actually red light panel. So it's the big, the big red, black, the red, Sorry, the big red panels. Big okay. Red, it's not just like a Christmas bulb light. It's actually therapeutic lights. Yeah, that's why I know he was saying that there is a difference. So you can't just go in the store and buy a red light bulb and <laughs> think like, oh, I'm healing myself with this therapy. Okay. Okay. So th- this is so cool. So 
as you were talking, you talked about biohacking and biohacking has been like a buzzword. I feel like in the, you know, in the healing industry, um, what exactly is biohacking? Okay. So when you break the word biohacking, bio means life and hacking is basically altering that. Um, so biohacking is basically trying to alter whatever type of physiological performance. So whether it's improving your sleep, uh, your immune system, your mental health, uh, manifestation, people's physique. Um, so basically it's, it's these different type of principles um, or even therapies that you can do to basically hack life. Um, to kind of give you an example, uh, sleep is a huge thing. Insomnia, people have a lot of sleep disturbances. Um, and so things that people can do to kind of biohack their sleep uh, is one is, is light exposure is uh -huh. that they've shown from research or something called the circadian rhythm, which is basically the light from the sun. Um, and so they're showing that early morning sunrise, uh, sunlight exposure can actually reset your circadian rhythm. It can actually help you sleep. And what they're showing is, is that after sundown, um, if you minimize your light exposure under 50 lux, which is basically what they're measuring light at, that it can actually allow you to have restful sleep. And then there's things called like grounding mats uh, where people mm -hmm. can actually sleep. Like I sleep on something called a Magnetico sleep pad. It's a hundred pound magnet oh. and uh, it's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, today's society, just like, you know, back in the day in our kind of primitive ages, we slept, you know, on um, wooden beds that were on the ground uh, versus today we're sleeping either in high rise towers or people are sleeping on concrete, you know, on top of their bed. So, you know, you know, God, basically, you know, we have this gravity mm -hmm. that God created and um, there's, a, there's a purpose for that. And so, uh, yeah, I started sleeping on this hundred pound magnet and um, it, it's been amazing. Um, and there's also things that people can do like uh, music therapy. So in our brain, we have something called brain waves, basically the electrical activity that our brain goes into these categorized waves. Mm -hmm. When you go to sleep at night, you go into a delta wave. That's when you go into REM sleep where you get like your most restful sleep, kind of when your brain really starts to kind of heal itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of patients who have insomnia, when we run testing on them, so I actually run physical, what's called QEEG, where I do brain scans on patients to monitor their brainwave activity. And what we see is they actually have something called excessive high beta waves. It's a, um, it's a wave that our brain goes in when we're kind of stressed out from like a fight or flight. Um, and so these patients, they can't convert this high beta wave down into a theta, into a delta rhythm to go to sleep. So there's ways that you can hack that by literally going to sleep at night, listening to what's called isochromic tones, basically listening to theta and delta waves. And what happens is, is your brain can actually, from this sound, once the sound enters through the ear into the brain, um, you can actually start to alter your brainwave activity. Uh, and again, if you start sleeping better, obviously you're going to perform better. Mm -hmm. um, the other really interesting thing that I'm really big into is manifestation. I think that, you know, it's kind of a big term going on. People are going into listening to thought leaders and all this stuff, which is phenomenal to do uh, for personal development reasons. Uh, but one thing that you can do to actually manifest is also using brainwaves. So there's multiple ways that when your brain uh, taps into the subconscious mind, which is the kind of the part of the brain that, you know, makes all the magic stuff happen. There's research that shows that uh, people that get into like a theta alpha rhythm or brainwave can actually manifest things faster. And really what's happening is you're in a very kind of calm meditative state. 
So most people can't really calm their mind down because there's so many stresses, finances, life in general, health, jobs. Um, and so you can actually use devices. Um, one of my favorite devices is actually something called transcranial direct stimulation, um, which is actually this uh, little bitty electrodes that you can actually place on the actual head. And it's a small little current that can actually alter your brain waves. And then a thing called PMF, pulse electromagnetic frequency. It's basically like a magnet. I actually keep this with me, but it's something like this. Mm. And um, it's really neat because you can slip this on in the morning and uh, put it onto a theta rhythm. And then you can do your goal setting or your visualization. And what's happening is, is you're calming your brain down. And mm -hmm. whenever you can close your eyes and really actually see that end kind of goal, um, and you can elevate your emotion or you get excited, that can actually literally eventually translate into, into basically manifesting, which is, is interesting because I work with people with brain injuries. And these people, you know, maybe have a paralysis, uh, maybe they had a stroke and they can't use their hand. Well, I actually use virtual reality and I have like this virtual hand that they see and we start trying to alter their brainwave activity. And it's very, very unique because now when we take this stuff off, we can actually get them to move their hand. And what's happening is I'm altering their brainwave activity while they're artificially seeing or virtually seeing this hand. And we're kind of biohacking the mind to allow these patients to kind of, you know, overcome some of the limitations that other neurologists tell them that, look, you had a stroke, you're never going to use your hand, you're never going to walk again. And that's my demographic of people uh, that are very unique. You know, these people, they, they're not willing to accept any limitation. And um, that's kind of where biohacking comes into is that it's altering traditional science into making yeah. things actually happen. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like, um, well, biohacking sounds amazing. It sounds like it's a lot of toys involved, <laughs> you know, not toys, but like, you, you were talking about how you have your, your mat and, the, you know, the light and then the device for this. And then also using the um, virtual reality to help, you know, with the mechanics and so on. Um, amazing. I just want to go back to your mat because you said it was a hundred pound mat. Yeah. So the Magnetico sleep pad, uh, it was actually okay. invented by a dentist. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a mat that um, it goes over your box spring. So you take your box spring, you put this mat on top of it and you put your mattress on top of that. And um, it has, um, I want to say the, you know, most, most grounding mats that people use typically have like 0.5 Gauss is what the actual um, mm -hmm. measurement is. And then this one has, if not mistaken, it's like five, 10 and 20 Gauss. Um, so it goes back to gravity. Like remember back in the day, you know, for you know, in school, people realized dinosaurs were like really massive individuals and it's because gravity was a lot higher. And over the years, gravity has reduced. Well, you know, people walk around all day long with rubber insoles. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is rubber is actually blocks the actual electromagnetic frequency from the earth. There's a whole yeah. technique called grounding or earthing. So what happens is, is if you're wearing shoes all day long, you're in buildings, you're not outside, where are you going to get, you know, these electrons and you're not going to get them. Um, so one way that actually, you know, in sleep, one way that's very interesting is that when you go to sleep on like a grounding mat, you're actually adding electrons. So when you start adding electrons, what happens is, is the lower your energy level gets into your body, the sicker that you can become. 
And so the higher that you have more energy, think about like, you know, you're a very energetic person. Um, but when you get sick, you don't really have a lot of energy. And so one way that you can actually improve that is by literally sleeping on grounding mats is that it actually adds energy to your body. So when you wake up in the next morning, you actually feel pretty energetic. You're not having to drink a bunch of caffeine or energy drinks or coffee um, because you've actually in your sleep cycle, you've added electrons to, you know, your sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. So your mat goes underneath the mattress. Um, you don't have a box spring. I guess it goes on that wood plat that they now, most beds I feel like are making now with those wood plats. Um, now, is there a big difference between the grounding mat that you have and grounding sheets? Because I do have some grounding sheets. I, you know, I don't know if I've noticed any difference with using the grounding sheets, um, but maybe I need to give it more time. But um, is there a big difference between grounding sheets and ground the grounding mat? Yeah, well, I think grounding sheets are, dude, it's kind of like, you know, driving a, uh, you're looking at a sports car, you kind of have like a Ferrari and then you have like a, uh, like a Fiat. Um, I think that's kind of the difference in that. Mm-hmm. Um, these actually are physical magnets. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of research out there about like what magneticism can actually do. Um, so when you start looking at the amount of, it's called gauze, uh, G-A-U-S-S, um, inside of the magnet, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure on the what exactly the, the grounding sheets are actually doing um, or what the gauze is, but I believe that it would be a very low, low, low gauze. So I believe it's probably beneficial. Um, um, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to fast track everything that I do. So, you know, from a research perspective, it's what I research a lot. I just found from doing research that this Magnetico sleep pad was probably one of the kind of like the Cadillac version of of grounding mats. But grounding mats in general are beneficial. You know, there's PMF mats that people can sleep on. Uh, One of the grounding frequencies is like 7.83 hertz. Um, So there's stuff that... um, you know, like Bluetooth ones that could potentially maybe release a little EMF, um, which might not be as beneficial, but, uh, and then there's, there's, I've seen some that actually people literally go and stick like an actual grounding thing outside in the ground and have it hooked yeah. up a wire. Um, but you know, I think people that have houses and they can do that. I live in the city, so I'm on Correct. the 12th floor, so yeah. I can't put a stick outside. <laughs> Correct. Um, Okay. Thank you for um, sharing that with us because I, I love my podcast because I feel like I'm always learning so much stuff. Like this is not necessarily in the traditional conversations that you're hearing every day, talking about going out and grounding or putting a grounding pad underneath your mattress and, and things like that. So of course, we're not going to go too deep into it. You know, if people, you know, find interest of, you know, this little couple of minutes, then they can go ahead and start to do their research about, you know, do I need a grounding mat in my life and, and so on. And then everything that you're saying about the PMS and all these <laughs> and issues, then they, I guess they'll figure it all out um, then. But, you know, I definitely want to speak to you about biohacking the mind. I think you started, and, you know, at the beginning, briefly started telling us about different ways of doing it. But let's dig deeper to, um, you know, biohacking the mind. Now, first to start off, why would someone even want to biohack the mind? You know, why, what are reasons that someone would even be interested in biohacking the mind? 
Well, I think that if people want to stay complacent, um, you know, then you don't really, really biohacking is making daily changes. Um, so in order to achieve a goal, get a new job, to beat an illness, to uh, potentially maybe try to find a spouse or any achieve any really kind of goal for the mind, you have to change something in your daily routine. Yeah. But there's ways that you can accelerate that, which is why people develop, you know, go into personal development, start reading books. And what happens is, is as you start to divert your attention to something. So there's a really great quote. It says where your awareness goes, energy follows. So if you stay negative, you're going to typically attract negativity things. Um, but when people start to getting to like positive thinking, then all of a sudden now everything starts kind of change. Not everything goes a hundred percent, but the more awareness you have into that, you can actually start to, you know, attract that. And um, what I've been able to do with biohacking and helping patients is that, you know, I have people that um, give you an example. I had a guy who um, had three days to live. And um, this guy was in like, he had a brain infection, he was in liver failure, had blood clots all in his body. And he just happened to build uh, this beautiful deck. He had two children and he had a lovely girlfriend that he had that he wanted to take her all over. And um, the doctors tell him he has three days to live. And so, you know, he's, he's kind of reaching at all last straws, not ready to go. So he ends up in my office. And um, the first thing I asked him was, do you want to die? And he says, well, heck no, I don't want to die. He goes, man, I, I want to live my life. Like I still feel like I have a lot of potential left. Yeah. And so what I started doing is actually getting him to start focusing on what he would do in a year from now. Mm. And he's like, you know, this is kind of hard. The doctor told me I have three days. I was like, no, you only have three days to live. If you accept you have three days to live. Mm. And what I was able to do is get this guy into the whole mind, body, spirit aspect. And, um, so what we started doing is we just started actually, I literally would make him close his eyes. And what we would do is actually, I would just ask him, I was like, so a year from now, where are you going on vacations? And then a year from now, tell me about your back porch. And I started getting in detail to where it was interesting. Like I was asking about the weather, if he could actually like smell the barbecue that he'd be cooking for his family. And what happened is, is I started noticing that his mood started to improve. And so he started coming in every day for about an hour and a half. Now we started applying a lot of all these kind of other therapy modalities like red light therapy and all this, putting them on grounding sheets. But it was really neat because after literally a week of doing this stuff, he shows back the following week and this guy's like not in a wheelchair. He's walking. He lost about 15 pounds of fluid in his stomach. And he told me, he said, hey, I called my entire family and told them to cancel the funeral, cancel their air flights. I'm not dying. And it was amazing because now this guy is two and a half years out running a construction company. He's cooking on his back porch. He's taking his girlfriend all over, getting time to spend. You know, he just had Christmas with his family. <clears throat> and it's really cool because this guy, all we did was convince him that or convince his mind that he wasn't going to die. Mm. And there's a lot of things like that. You know, I give you an example for me personally was um, when I was a young child, um, I actually had a speech impediment. I couldn't say certain things, certain words like R's and W's. And it was very challenging for me to get up in front of the class for like spelling bees or having to read when it was my turn. And um, I remember when I was a child, my mom had a parent teacher conference and the teacher was telling my mom because my mom was putting me in speech therapy and I was doing this and I, it was just a struggle for me to say R's and W's. Um, and she says, you know, maybe you should just accept the fact that your son is just not a normal child. He's not going to be able to talk like a normal kid. 
And what was very interesting about this is that I actually, the door was open and I stood by the door when that teacher was telling my mom this and I heard every word and I'm in second grade. Mm -hmm. And I was a little upset with that. And uh, when my mom finishes the conference, she walks out and she sees me by the door and she's like, were you standing here the entire time? And I was like, yes, ma'am. And she goes, don't listen to that woman. Don't listen to anything she claims over you. And what I started to do is visualize myself as a little kid speaking in front of people. And now what happens is very interesting is that I've actually teached and trained doctors all over the entire world that I don't care if this patient has a learning disability, if the brain images show this, that there's no limitations with the brain. And never, 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 never diagnose or tell someone that they can never do anything because the brain has a crazy potential. And so now that's really what I do is so I get to do all these fun things with looking at the brain and all this stuff. But the really cool thing is actually teaching people how to overcome barriers. Mm -hmm. And those things are really actually teaching people that they really need to dive deep within uh, which again, they're changing their mindset. They're changing their goals. They know that every day they're setting affirmations. They're visualizing themselves. Um, and that's exactly how you biohack the mind. And that's anything, you know, I had, um, you know, even people who financially are struggling, you know, I tell people, tell my staff this right before Christmas, we were just talking about this one case we had on how this young girl we had was in a wheelchair. And we were able to take this girl from having three to five seizures a day, uh, she was passing out between 200 to 500 times a day. And uh, the family comes from Sydney or from Australia. It was actually Sydney. And uh, I had two months to get this girl seizure free out of a wheelchair um, and be able to get on a plane to fly back home because their visas were expiring. And uh, what I was able to do is give this girl, she was a 17 year old girl. I gave her um, a whiteboard. And what we did is we had two months. We put a calendar of events and she had to basically, she did it herself. She picked the days that she was going to be pain-free, the day that she was going to um, get rid of her wheelchair, the day that she was going to be able to walk. And then she actually wanted to do a cartwheel. And this girl had a diagnosis of something called um, uh, mast cell, which is not good. It's a lot of inflammation. Uh, complex regional pain syndrome, which is like a crazy, crazy pain syndrome. And then POTS, um, which is basically when people just like stand up, they pass out and fall down. Um, or they have high heart rate. And we were able in two months to take this beautiful little 17 year old from a wheelchair standing during cartwheel. She donated her wheelchair to our clinic, gets on a plane and goes back to Australia. Now she's living the life of a 17 year old girl. And we did that from actually using, you know, basically a vision. The brain needs a set of goals. And when you start to basically one, see it every day, you start to affirm it every day and you believe it, you can eventually live it if you can see it in your mind. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that story. It was just so beautiful. And I feel like it sums up a lot of the conversations that's been had on this podcast, because even one of my guests, his name is Derek, Derek Grant. And he, his like, his tagline is life is mental. Like it all is up in here. And, you know, I have an affirmation T line because I was just like, the power of our words is just so important. It really is. It's like the most, Jim Quick said this. I'm not sure if you know him. He's a podcaster. Well, he's a brain guy. So you probably do know him, yeah. Jim Quick. And one of the most powerful things I remember he said is that I am one of the smallest but most powerful words in the English language because whatever you say after it defines who you are. And 
it's just so powerful because we, you know, a lot of times in our culture, we do have the tendency to be like, I am sick. I am this, I am that. Instead of like, I am healing. I am, you know, and just thinking about, you know, the things that what we, what the, the, de- the destination that we want to be at, like your patient, he was told so many patients take the diagnosis of this doctor. If the And then the placebo effect goes in the fact, I'm dying in three days. And now you've really done, told yourself you're dying in three days and your body, you know, adheres to whatever you say. So, you know, for you to take this man and allow him to take the, you know, his mind and, you know, the biohacking of the tools that we all have with inside of us, if we can make that decision and know that we have the power, we hold the key, like we can go ahead and like turn the lock on to whatever destination that we want to go to just by understanding the power of our brains. Like, thank you. Thank you for that story. Such an amazing story to understand that you took a man that was told that he had three days and to now he's in pushing two and a half years with a very fruitful life of having a construction company, celebrating holidays with his family and so on. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank well, you know, two people I really admire the most, I would say is Les Brown. I listened to Les Brown. Oh yes. I, lo- I love him. Him. Part of because of, you know, he had a disability and then this guy, you know, just took that disability and then just built a mountain on top of that. And, you know, now he stands on top of that and changes the line, changes the lives of some people. And the other guy is Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. I don't know Dr. Joe Dispenza, but I'm, yeah. I'm a massive fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, but yeah, those two guys are very, very pivotal in my kind of daily routine. Yes. You know, and I don't know if this story is, um, a hundred percent true because I saw on Instagram and we know that everything on the internet is always true, but I believe it was a story about Con Edison that was kind of similar to your story. Maybe where, um, as a child, you know, that his teacher sent home a note with note to the um, mother basically saying that your child is not smart or something to that extent but the mother said you're not going back to school I'm going to teach you at home and um and basically I guess fed into her son you know all the beautiful energy that she wanted to feed into him and then of course then he grew up to be Con Edison and um and it's just so powerful that we you know to understand that we don't have to allow the outside opinions, thoughts of others or their, you know, and people, when they speak to us, they're speaking from their limitations a lot of times, <laughs> you know? So we have to be mindful of that just because someone else says so that's, that's their belief system. That's what they believe, but it doesn't have to be our truths. We can design our own reality. And, you know, that is just so important to know that we have that power. And like Les, Les Brown says, Facts tell, stories sell. So you just told us a story because, you know, someone, a teacher could be writing on the chalkboard saying, you have the power, you can fix your brain, you can do this, you can do that. And it's like, okay, okay, I can do, I can do it. But when you hear a story that can move you, you know, like you just told us just now, like that changes it all. Like, oh, wow, I heard this story about this. Maybe I can start doing some of what, what you, um, what this guy was doing and so on. So we definitely know the power of just, you know, making that decision, making that decision to go ahead and say, I'm going to biohack what I want. I'm going to biohack and manifest my future. I'm going to set goals. But um, 
Are there any other, you know, tools that you also use within your practice? Like we talked about red light therapy a little bit, but what else would you suggest that someone may want to add to their practice besides just changing the mindset? For mental health, um, we do, um, geez, we do a lot. So uh, PMF, um, so I was mentioning this earlier. So PMF is, uh, I use something called NeoRhythm. It's a little device that you're able to get an app and you can actually alter your brainwave activity. And I really, really firmly believe that if people can get into theta and alpha waves, um, so there's that. Uh, listening to, just you can go to YouTube and you can listen to alpha uh, waves or theta waves. Those are huge, huge, huge things to do. Um, vision boards are massive. Um, I think that what happens is, is that um, when people make vision boards, it's something that you need to do twice a day. As soon as you wake up in the morning, you need to look at a vision board. And then when you go to sleep, before you go to sleep at night, you need to look at that again. Um, and I think that actually speaking, you know, I think that there's the powers in the tongue. Um, I think that people need to claim, I, I tell people anything you attach to, I am, and you firmly, firmly believe it. And then you can close your eyes and you can actually visually see it. You can obtain it. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is just diet. I think that people, you know, I tell people that your body's a temple and that you should definitely respect that. Um, so the goal here is to add electrons, which is basically add good quality nutrition. Uh, I tell people that, you know, 2000 years ago, if you were alive, you want to eat things that were typically you'd see back then. So fruit, vegetables, you know, meat, drinking water, those are highly good, you know, good beneficial things to help assist the mind. The other big thing I'm a huge fan of it for biohacking is actually uh, cold plunges. So cold plunges actually can increase dopamine production, which dopamine is going to be like your motivation, your energy, um, you know, your stamina, that stuff can increase by 250% from a dopamine perspective of cold plunges. So basically cold exposure to about 55 degrees. Um, yeah. And then again, uh, sunrise and sunset. So watch going outside and actually watching sunrises and sunsets are huge. And then if people can, you know, purchase red light panels, uh, those things are very beneficial to try to get at least 15 to 30 minutes of red light exposure. And those are some kind of general basic tips for how to biohack the mind. Yeah, I hear so much about the, well, like I said, I had podcasts a couple of years ago about red light therapy. And I feel like there's so many um, red light therapies, you know, coming onto the market now, you know, um, before I feel like it may have been just a selected few, but now it's like, you could go on Amazon and you can really get, you know, stuff, but like, how do we know that it's a quality red light therapy that is going to do the healing? Because it doesn't just do healing on the mind. It does healing within the cells of the body too. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so do you like, so if someone says, Oh, I want to go ahead and get my red light, um, therapy in my house, what, do you have any suggestions? I know you said you sell one, like, um, what should someone be looking for? Yeah, well, um, there's a lot of things. So I tell people that photobiomodulation is what red light means. So when people go to do research, um, you know, looking at stuff that says photobiomodulation with the red light is definitely very beneficial. Um, there's something called red and near infrared. Mm -hmm. um, those are both very, very beneficial. Um, but all photons basically can improve, you know, can basically assist the body. Um, so like, for example, ours, um, we use a uh, red light, we use near infrared and we also use violet and then we do red led panels. 
Um, so I've seen benefits, you know, I've had patients that go to Amazon and buy red light panels. Um, they're definitely, you know, th they can get benefit from even using some of the cheaper, the cheapest ones. Um, but typically you are going to see though, the higher the price point that you go, the more beneficial that they are going to be. Um, one is because of the amount of quantity of red lights can make a difference because you're adding more energy. Um, but then making sure that there's something called nanometers. Um, so kind of getting between like 600, starting at 660 nanometers, um, all the way up to about 860 uh, nanometers. Those are kind of good wavelengths that we use clinically in our practice. So when you kind of look at the specs, um, specifications of the actual red lights, you know, that's where you start looking at the nanometers and the people can go and research you know, what are the benefits of this nanometer versus this uh, to kind of tailor it to, you know, their benefit they're looking to achieve. Okay. Okay. And um, it, the price, I'm just curious. So what's the price point of your um, red light therapy? So our red LED panels are about $1,200 mm -hmm. and then they go all the way up to about $8,000. Okay. And I see you have um yours I see you you're using yours without any like um goggles on, like or like, you know, I like in the past, like I think before people needed to wear like little little eye protection. I see you don't need eye protection. So sure. well, it just better. depends. It depends. So mine's very far away for me right now. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely recommended the closer you are definitely to using uh, you know, protective eyewear. Typically use green, green colored glasses. Um, so I'll give you an example of, um, so there's like that. And then here's like a handheld, um, light. Okay. So these, what we do is we actually recommend people typically when I, when I use red light, I like to tell people that one of your kind of good places to do is actually is, you know, getting the face wear and protective eyewear, uh, getting the neck, you have something called your carotid arteries that give blood flow to the frontal lobes mm. and you have the back of your neck which is where we have an artery. It's called a vertebral artery that gives blood flow to something called the brainstem and then the back half of our brain. And then also lasering over the abdomen area just to get blood flow. Because it's interesting, if you get in front of a red light panel and you turn it on, uh, you all of a sudden start noticing all your veins in your hands start popping up. And it's because our arteries and veins have a light receptor. It's called a chromophore. So when they get exposed to red light, the arteries vasodilate, they open up. And if you improve blood flow, you improve function. Um, and that's one of the main major benefits of using red light therapy is that you're actually able to get, you know, improve in blood flow. And you also get something called activating mitochondria, these things that produce energy. Mm -hmm. So you get energy and then you also get better blood flow, which can help improve healing and inflammation and all the other good stuff. Yeah. It's, okay. So I, you have the little hand. That's the first time I saw like a flashlight looking one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah, these so how, um, what's the price point usually on the flashlight? So and these the things are a little, these are a little expensive. This starts about $7,500. Um, oh, for, so even more than the big panel. Correct. Yeah, these are pretty powerful. These were mainly used for like uh, very directed uh, points versus just kind of globally just getting like right now my red light panel giving me just kind of big global red light. Mm. These are more focal. So when we're working with neurological patients, uh, these are a lot more powerful. Okay. And then how quick does someone start to see the difference when they're using like the red light therapy? 
Yeah, well, just duration. I mean, you can actually get benefit within 15, 20 minutes, uh, even using just a basic red light panel. Uh, you know, ours are interesting because we're actually able to quantify our results because we're putting like pulse oxygen, reading oxygen saturations, we're checking brainwave activity. Um, so yeah, but yeah, just, you know, I mean, I'd say some people can, can see results within 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes a couple of days. Uh, but I would say within typically uh, two to four weeks, people can really start to see benefit from using red light therapy. Mm, okay. So if someone wants to um, do red light therapy, they can, uh, are the facilities that can just, you know, can say, oh, I'm, I don't have $8,000 to put a unit at home, but is there like a facility, like facilities out there that they can just go to for like an hour a day and just shine some red light on them? Yeah, yeah, there's multiple. I mean, I was actually, I had a, one of my uh, business partners message me and told me that Planet Fitness now has red light therapy. Um, oh. Yeah, so we are saying that Planet Fitness has red light therapy. Um, you know, we have facilities called NeuroSolution throughout the United States that people fly in uh, for mainly more for, you know, neurological cases. But, um, you know, massage therapists are using red light, physical therapists, occupational therapists, gyms are carrying this. Uh, now there's kind of a difference where you have like red LED panels versus like what, you know, we're kind of using. Um, but yeah, red light therapy. And then also people can buy red lights off of, you know, Amazon's a really great place to do, to purchase red lights that uh, they can actually use actually for home therapy or home usage. Now, what's the difference between the red LED you just said, red LED, and is there a difference? Yeah, so the, there's something called diodes. So um, those red light panels are just basically using bulbs, whereas like we're using something called a diode. Uh, it's a lot more uh, smaller bulb with a lot more power. Um, and that's really where you're looking at the difference in the light is actually the power uh, that's coming from the actual light. But those are those LED lights, those are just the big panels, big bulbs that just basically put producing out a red and um, infrared red light from a bulb versus uh, these lasers that are using actual physical diode, um, a lot more precise bulb, listen and way more power. Okay. So it's the, the diode bulb is more healing than the LED. Correct. Okay. Okay. But okay. both beneficial. Both beneficial. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel like you've been sharing so much great information. Um, so amazing that you, what so much clarity around biohacking and that it's, you know, really up here in the mind and just reshifting the way we see things and talk about things and putting that manifestation into play uh, and so on. Um, is there anything else you want to share around biohacking the mind? You know, I think that the big thing I would just say is that people really need to, if they want to biohack the mind, they have to change their daily routine. Uh, mm -hmm. The biggest thing is initially starting is just uh, setting goals. Mm. I think that they're active, not just, you know, thinking it's the actual physical thing of writing it out, uh, yeah. not typing it, physically writing it out and really looking at it twice a day. And then again, adding in, you know, these other cool biohacking things like theta waves, alpha waves. Um, those are some really neat ways to try to help manifest um, and even help, you know, biohack the mind to achieve the results that people want to desire. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, is well I feel tongue twisted now <laughs> after listening to you I'm sure people may want to say how do I get in contact with this guy like who who are your patients like if someone says okay I liked everything he had to say I want to you know reach out who who are your patients and you know to seek you out 
Yeah, so I mainly work with, um, I work with a lot of business executives, uh, people that have like burnout or they're trying to, they're really stressed out. Uh, people with traumatic brain injuries, concussions, uh, strokes, uh, spinal cord patients, uh, people who have uh, chronic pain, and then uh, parents who have children either on the autistic spectrum, uh, dyslexia, developmental delays, um, anoxic birth injuries so people that uh, little kids have drowned. Um, and then I do work with a lot of athletes, uh, professional athletes that come and see me um, in between seasons, all season training. Um, so that's my personal main demographic of patients. And then our facilities that we have kind of treat pretty much everything from chronic pain, uh, headaches, migraine, vertigo, dizziness, uh, people who have uh, digestive disorders, and then autoimmune issues. Um, those are our main demographic of patients. Okay. And basically everything you do is just working with like a lot of biohacking through red light therapy and physical therapy and things like of that nature. Um, you're not like, are you giving like supplements or, you know, any of that type of so sort of stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah. So we do, I do full out comprehensive. So we do, uh, we run a lot of labs. Um, so okay. we do stool samples, urine samples, blood samples, saliva samples, uh, nutrition. Uh, we do kind of tailored nutrition. Um, so we kind of have, we have what's called functional medicine within our clinics. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have actually, I have other doctors that work within our facilities and then mine too, that, um, that do this. Um, but yeah, we cover it all. We also do have like wellness programs. So people who want to come and do like we do sauna therapy, um, mm -hmm. yeah, vagus nerve stimulation. We do, we have um, exercise with oxygen, uh, Nano V, which is this vaporized breathing device that people breathe in to help out with, you know, improving brain function. Yeah, okay. we do a lot. <laughs> okay. It sounds like you're one-stop shopping for all things healing. Correct. <laughs> what's the name of your facility so it's called near mine mine is a neuro Solutions center of lake charles and then we have another facility neuro Solutions center of atlanta georgia and the neuro Solutions center of austin texas and then opening up here in may of neuro Solutions center of dubai oh okay oh so you have quite a few locations you don't have one in new york yet <laughs> not yet <laughs> <laughs> okay oh my goodness so amazing um are there, is there anything you want to share with us before we start to close out this podcast that we didn't cover, even though we, we did cover a lot, but. Yeah, no, I, I'd say that people, um, I don't think that people realize the potential that they really have. And, you know, my goal in all of these podcasts and, and what I teach is to just try to teach people that um, wherever they're at, uh, that's not the limitation that they have as long as they accept it. And so my goal is to really kind of motivate people to really kind of, you know, be unique, um, to really push the barriers, you know, set really big goals. And if they can believe that they can actually achieve these things and they work every day towards it, it's just a matter of time before they can actually live their destiny. Yeah, I love this. You know, again, quick story, just how I got how my podcast became becoming unique, even though my name is unique. And when Michelle Obama came out with her book, Becoming, a few years ago, um, I saw her on like an interview, I think it was with Oprah, and she said, I just like when children, when we ask children, what do we, they want to be when they grow up as if growing up is a final destination? 
growing up is not a final destination. You can keep evolving and you can keep becoming. And so then I was like, oh my God, because I was definitely a woman in my forties and I'm like, this is what life is. And I'm just like in the rotation of this, you know, hamster wheel of just whatever. I stuck feeling like I was just stuck at this location of my life. And that it just her little statement like that. And it just clicked because I really thought when you become an adult, this was it. This was the this was the final destination. And it's in and then I discovered like how untrue that was. And so what you just said, you're just related to like just going back to how you know this whole evolution of becoming unique. And so that was like, oh, this is not it. I can keep evolving. I can keep going. I just have to make that decision that I can keep evolving. So I was like, oh, this is the becoming unique stage. And I was like, my name is perfect because I feel like it relates to everyone because we all are unique individuals. So we all have the opportunity to constantly just keep evolving within our one of a kind individual selves. So thank you for that that um, ending. Um, and my last question, and you pro- it probably is kind of related to what you just said, like what does becoming unique mean to you yeah unique just being unique is just being different being innovative never accepting the place that you're at and then always striving to kind of make a difference in your life and other people's lives yes i love it so beautiful thank you so much for showing up for the becoming unique podcast you were amazing well thank you unique you're welcome